Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. And I'm one of the many Matts. And <laughs> you're going to get me <laughs> every time with it. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> and this is Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things now and in the future. Today, we are extremely excited to have a very special guest. You know, the one of the the founding sort of things about this show is that, um, Matt, it's just like, it, it's in some ways just an excuse for us to like talk to the people oh, that absolutely. we're sort of most excited to talk about. And oh, like, absolutely. And like, it's find, like the, find the projects we, that we're like, <laughs> that we're just like really excited about. And then- totally. And then talk it's to like the when people. you're in college and you're like, cool, I want to talk to some famous people. You're like, hey, I'm from the college newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so that's 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 what's happening today. Today we have Deaf Beef, the the man, the myth, the legend of Deaf Beef. Um, do, Deaf Beef, do we are we going to uh, like how should we refer to you? Yeah, oh, we're sure. Gonna, just uh, yeah, you can call me Tyler. It's okay. I'm okay. not anonymous, so okay, it's all right. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, very good, Tyler. Tyler, wow. uh, very nice to meet you. Leaking I didn't know your name alpha. was Tyler until you accepted yeah. this the invitation to the calendar right. invite. <laughs> and the Gmail is like Tyler. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. All right, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Neat. Um, so uh, for those that don't know, um, Deaf Beef is the project of Tyler, and it's one of the, if not the coolest mm-hmm. on-chain generative music project in the yeah. space um f- you know i feel like in some ways tyler you came out of nowhere Absolutely. F- yeah. fully formed in this kind of thing and so right? i want to i want to talk so much about the project but first before we get into the project i'm just so mm. curious about where you come from pre-crypto sure. like sure. what's your mm-hmm. background where yeah give us all that stuff yeah. So yeah, it's kind of been like a strange story for me um, because mm-hmm. I only uh, uh, learned that about Ethereum and that Ethereum had a virtual machine um, kind of in mid-February. And oh, so wow. okay, before yeah. that, I, I knew I knew about Ethereum, but I hadn't really been paying attention. Um, I guess I don't know how how far back you want me to go, but I I mined Litecoin in like 2013, right? I had a okay, rig nice. in my basement, and uh, and I did that. Um, and then, and then, uh, and then my kids were born, right? So I packed that up and just yeah. sold everything. And yeah. for the next seven, eight years, I've basically been, you know, kind of living under a rock, you know, like, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I mean, in does. a bubble, in a bubble. Right. And so just kind of unaware of the things that are happening like around in the world. So I was completely sleeping on, on what was happening in the crypto space. Um, and so in, uh, but, um, uh, I have a I have a background, a long a long background in in uh, technology and music technology, um, mm. electrical engineering, computer graphics research, uh, and and uh, um, I've been interested in 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 generative systems since I was a kid. Hmm. Um, oh, wow. gr- growing up uh, in 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 the '90s, uh, I played a lot of these these old uh, terminal style games. They're like dungeon mm-hmm. crawler games. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you know these, but like some names of them are like the original one is Rogue from from mm-hmm. the late '70s, and that inspired games like NetHack, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dungeon Crawl, Stone Soup. The, these are like dungeon crawl games where where the uh, the levels are randomly generated. So every time mm-hmm. that you play it, mm-hmm. um, uh, the it's different, which was a big deal because when we were when we were kids, and you know you couldn't just go out on the internet and download a hundred games. You had right. you had your one game, and after <laughs> right. a while you had to like you had to play it to death. And so you get bored of other games, but the ones it was so fascinating to me that um, that this that this one game every time you played was different right Mm -hmm. and if you look Mm -hmm. at the graphics like the graphics were just terminal styled ascii like you know text graphics there's no there's nothing there you know there's no color there's it's it's just that it's just text but that didn't matter because what was so interesting about it was was that it was different every time and you had these rich interactions and kind of emergent Mm -hmm. kind of gameplay and so that's that's really my story of 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 generative art that was a formative experience and uh, that's what got me into programming. That's I spent my my youth um, like like trying to write games like this, um, ah, nice. right? Okay. 
And so that, that, that's, that's kind of the story of it. And then that gets applied to other things. I had interest in music and, and, uh, and art and, and that, that, uh, that's kind of the arc of that. And, and and before this, like, what were what 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 were you doing for a day job? Like, what how were you applying this? You know, this rich knowledge of of these kinds of generative systems and all these interests. Like, what what was it that you were doing? Right. Okay. So that part is kind of that was that's always been a hobby. Like the like, oh. um, there, mm-hmm. there's ton there's ton, I mean, I did a, a stint in academia doing computer okay. graphics research. Okay. And like everybody is interested in generative art, like any like anybody that's like sat down with a computer and programmed and has some right. inkling, uh, like they've decided, so, oh yeah, I can write a program and it's going to output something. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's something that people do as a hobby, right? And uh, um, like um, it's just been something on the side. My my day job has been different things. I've about kind of bounced bounced back and forth between um, art and tech. Uh, I mean, I could. I could talk at length about that, um, but uh, uh, I mean, you could give us the highlights. I'm just curious. I'm just sure, more yeah. than anything. I'm just curious. Yeah. I think it kind of works into the story a bit. So sure, I'll I'll tell you a bit about it. So um, I went to uh, I, I started school at the University of Waterloo, okay, um, mm. which is actually the same school that um, yeah, um, uh, the one of the co-founders of Ethereum attended for a little while, right? Uh, but this was long before he was there. Okay. Uh, anyway, so I did that for a few years. Really just in- setting the stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, getting it ready. I yeah. read about it and I thought, oh, that's interesting. You don't hear much about that. Like you, you think sure. that like the university <laughs> would want to maybe like say something, you know what I mean? Because, right. you know, like, uh, but in time, right? In um, time, certainly. So, so I was, I, I went to school for a few years um, and then I dropped out because I wanted to, I was writing web applications at the time in the early internet, like 2000. Um, and, and uh, I was making like pretty good money and I, and I wanted to do, I wanted to do something more. Um, yeah. So I dropped out of school and, uh, and I moved to the big city of Toronto mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to run a recording studio. Um, Sick. I was obsessed uh, okay. with Frank Zappa at the time. And uh, mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted, I was kind of like, you know, copying what he had done, sort of. This was what my idea. So I moved to the city and uh, had a recording studio and recorded for the next few years, recorded a bunch of independent rock bands. Um, uh, after that, then, you know, recording studio business, that was kind of going more in the direction of people doing it themselves. Um, and so I got, I got out right. of that. I was more interested in music technology part. And so I went back to school and studied electrical engineering. Um, which kind of ties in with like, you know, I was interested in like how electronics work, how the, mm, you know, mm-hmm. the outboard gear and the, um, like traditionally all the recording engineers were all electrical engineers. Um, mm-hmm, if you look mm-hmm. back, uh, like through history, but, um, uh, so I did that. Uh, and then at the end of that, um, I did, uh, I did some grad work in computer graphics research, um, at the university of Toronto. They have a very, uh, they have a very strong, a uh, group of researchers um, that dates back to the to the 70s. It's called the Dynamic Graphics Project, the DGP, mm-hmm. if people want to look cool. that up. And so I did that. I did a master's degree and then um, uh, started a PhD and then dropped out of that because it was just, <laughs> I wanted to, it, it became too much tech, right? Like there's these two right. things polling, right? It's yeah. like, yes, like, you know, you can do all these technical things and, you know, there's always people that are looking for people to code and, and, mm-hmm. and do these things but at the same time it's like well no i i just want to i just want to write dungeon crawler games you know what i mean yeah or make like cool generative music or like whatever right. I, that's I, that's just what i want to do right yeah. um so i so i left that and and um uh like all along this like i've always always been on the side kind of writing uh web application um mm-hmm. like that's always been kind of my my fallback uh, totally. Right. So, so I left, uh, started doing some other things. I, uh, um, I was doing, uh, hobbyist, uh, blacksmithing. I was interested in metalworking. Sick. Heck um, yeah, man. <laughs> so I'm telling, I'm telling you that because that ended up becoming my, my day job, uh, a little uh, bit later for the past four years. I've been making Oh, we rings. saw those on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You had mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. So it just out of the blue, it was just something that I was doing for fun, but a business grew out of that. Uh, I've been so making cool. handmade, uh, uh, rings out of materials like titanium and stainless steel. <laughs> um, I've done some blacksmithing stuff for some film sets. They need to have, you know, like period pieces. They need to have mm-hmm. like, you know, um, old, 
old looking ironwork that might have been someone might have made on their farm, you know, like farmers mm-hmm. used to do this, things like that. So um, that's what I've been doing for the past four years. Um, at the same time, still doing a little bit of web development on the side. And now, finally, sorry for the long, <laughs> you know, build no, up. No, no. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the road is always meandering. Yes. It's a very wandering path. Yes. Um, at the start of the pandemic, um, I didn't have any time. Like there's the kids were home. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife and I are tag teaming on work and childcare, and it was just like yep. a huge. I feel that man. Yes, I, I know exactly. exactly how that goes. Yes, so you have no agency, right? Like you it's just nothing. like you have yeah. nothing. It's like you can't. You, you have, have two to hours just do, a day, maybe. Yes, like if you're lucky. That's right. So my yeah. my rebellion to that, my little rebellion to that <laughs> was that after the kids were asleep in the evening, um, I'm going to take time and do something weird right <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and so um i'd learned recently after living under a rock for a bunch of years that modular synthesizers had yeah. come mm-hmm. back into style right uh-huh. and so this is this is kind of old news now like it was probably yeah. seven or eight years ago that you know it started to to build up right but i was so fascinated to hear that because i was like oh well, you know, like I'm an electrical engineer. I know about that stuff. That's fascinating right. that now that's a thing. Like you go to the music store and you actually, there's all these modules from com- uh-huh. like cool indie companies that are developing these. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so, whole thing. Yeah. yes, it's a whole thing. And so uh, I was, I was, I thought that was fascinating. And so I started looking into it and, and it was like, oh, maybe this is something that, you know, that I can do because uh, it's creative exploration to do with sound. Um, but it's so expensive. Right. And, the types yeah. of things that you can that you can do with it i thought well you know what like i'm never going to have the time to keep this all set up and like when am i going to be able to make noise like when the kids are napping and stuff mm-hmm. like i i need to have it a little bit more self-contained yeah. um and so i decided well you know okay i'm going to just do the opposite approach and instead of you know using all this external gear, I'm just going to, I'm going to rebuild from scratch. Right. I'm going to very, that's like a very coder way of thinking about things. Is that like, I'm just going to make it myself. Like I'm just going to (laughs) start, I'm just going to start from the bottom. Yeah. I'm just going to make it. Yeah. You go out into the woods with your hunting knife, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. see right. if you can survive. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Rebuild yeah, it's society. It's like a dungeon crawler. Yeah. Yes, yeah. well, sort of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yes, programmers also have this problem. Like, yeah, they want to reinvent the wheel, like, right? Why use a someone else's CRM? I'll just like make my own. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and yeah. then two years later, you know, like <laughs> right, right. But but that's interesting. And that's yeah. that's that. It's the journey, right? It's the sure. it's the exploration part. And so I was like, okay, well that that would be kind of neat like i don't know how many people have have tried that before and in in the process you know you can you can learn a whole lot um it would be you know that's something in itself i'm just going to use this old laptop i have and i'm going to i'm going to open a terminal window and i i have a c compiler and uh and and i'm going to see what i can do because i have i have the mm. background in it i understand the you know from from studying electrical engineering and mathematics like i have an understanding of how this is put together with numbers and i'm going to see what i can do and it Ooh, is reinventing the so wheel fun. but that has that's i i thought like you know that's valid still right you yeah, have totally you, oh yeah question question what you thought you knew yeah um uh and maybe arrive at something that that you wouldn't arrive at otherwise um, mm-hmm. because, and it's your wheel that you're building. It's like a personal that's experience, right. you know, and, yeah. and, and when things break or, you know, it doesn't work properly, yeah. it might do it in a unique way. Right. And, <laughs> right. 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 And, 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 uh, like if, if, if there's nothing wrong with like using like, uh, like pre-designed modules, but those have been already designed by someone to make sure that they work within these ranges. Right. And so you can't, you can't ever turn it up past 10. Right. right. And they've made it make sure that it sounds good between zero and ten. Right. And th- that's the range you got. Because, you know, you don't you don't you're not gonna sell like your VST plug in and then have it just like completely crap out when you turn it to the <laughs> to the top range. But mm-hmm. but uh but maybe maybe sometimes that might be interesting, right? And so it's right. riskier. It's riskier and and uh but there's also the opportunity that you might might have something that is you know unique in some way right not necessarily better but at least it's it's unique um and that you learn something in the process um anyways that was that was the idea so that's what i started doing and this was before i knew anything about crypto or anything right so that uh so i I was working on that for the past 
about the past year since last May. Um, uh, wow, and so from scratch, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, I had an Instagram account. Um, I started posting things on Instagram. Uh, was was building up like you know reasonable community there. Um, and then and then someone someone messaged me and said, hey, you should probably. You should probably like maybe I think it was in in November or something. Someone said you should probably look in, in into NFTs and uh, like people might this they might really like this. And I was like, oh, like what's what's that? And I looked at it a bit and I was like, nah, like this doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember what? Do you remember like what you saw? Like what? What? what, what Trying what, to think. What, yeah. yeah. Like what gave you that reaction? I wonder. Like. Yeah. Of it's. Cute. What did yeah. you search first? Like how did you how did you get information? I know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I didn't look into it a whole lot at first, sure. right? Like yeah. I was I yeah. was I was kind of dismissive of it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what I saw at first. It wasn't until a couple months later, I think it was in January, that uh, that I started looking into it a bit more, um, because like people were sell now starting to you know uh, right, sell 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 things for like reasonable yep. money, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, and I was like, oh wait a minute, hold on a sec here, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so started started looking into it into it more. And um, and found uh, you know I found autoglyphs, right? That mm -hmm. was uh, that was one of the first things that I saw. I was like, oh, neat! Like someone's put this on the blockchain. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. But I didn't think much of it. Like I was like, okay, well, that's a neat example. But I didn't have any like kind of context at all about like you know where mm -hmm. autoglyphs fit mm -hmm. in within like you know the the culture and and the history of of uh, of crypto. But right. uh, and then eventually came to uh, art blocks. Um, mm, and so, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and then, and then I started, you know, understanding what was happening and, uh, and yeah, that kind of takes me up to, to now. I mean, I, I love that because it, it, it is, um, you know, it, it informs, I think how you, you, cause, cause like I said in the beginning, like you really came into the space as this sort of fully formed presence to me. Is like it mm -hmm. was my sense. Mm -hmm. It was like one day, like first you weren't there, and then suddenly you were there. Right. And, right. and 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 as and when I say fully formed, what I mean is that so many projects, you know, mm -hmm. um, I guess just what I, it, it's very interesting to hear about that from from your computer graphics research, to mm -hmm. you know your interest in the dungeon crawlers way back in the day, to your own recording studio and your interest in music. All mm -hmm. the way up to and including your work in blacksmithing, all yeah. of that I feel like is encompassed within the deaf beef, both uh, aesthetic from just a pure sort of like the way it looks and sounds and feels, and also like the technical side. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It it really that the story you just told us to me really explains how <laughs> how you filter all of that through. Tyler and you get deaf beef. It makes it, it totally. makes total sense to me, and that's fascinating. It's kind of like a sum of experiences. And, oh, completely. Certainly. And I didn't plan any of it. Like that's the sure, thing, sure, right? right? Like that's it, the best. I mean, that's that's how it works, right? It's right. Yeah. That's just like how it, it works. was. Yeah. It was like, oh, well, I've already been writing self-contained code that's like you know, like very small. I wrote that's every line tiny. of it. Yeah. And and <laughs> yeah. and uh, and then now there's this thing where where people are 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 doing this like on blockchain. So like that intersection, like really kind of worked out. Um, but it but it wasn't planned, right? Would mm -hmm. I be so. mm -hmm. would I be remiss in assuming that the number of people, let's say in the world, with the kind of like multitude of skills necessary mm. to do what you were doing with a C compiler is, is pretty small. Is that, it seems to me that it's like a pretty unique, I could be, mm. I mean, I could be mm -hmm. wrong about mm -hmm. that. Like you could tell me that, that no, 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 like there's a whole community of people, but like, is that true? Like, it just seems like it's so specific. Well, yeah, it's actually something that I, that I would like to talk about um, because mm -hmm. uh, like from a number of angles, but I would say, that that um, that it's not as unique as you'd think, right? Hmm. Um, mm -hmm. 
it's it's unique in in the sense that like nobody would have exactly the same experiences that I've had sure. like you know sure. overlapping with with music and also graphics technology the visuals and, yeah and and, uh, and 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 those things and just being in this kind of anyways like like the the, the path that, that that I've explored right to be but, honest mm -hmm. like and the, the thing is about that just real quick the visuals too though just mm. ma make such a big difference because not only you know when i first saw the the first wave that you did the synth poems um with those kind of oscillating kind of looking things like that was just unlike any other visuals that people had done that i had seen mm -hmm. to go along with generative music and I, so i feel like that that specifically like the combo yeah, the, of the, the combo music and of that stuff is like embedded. so low level C yeah. uh, doing modular synth from scratch plus the embracing of this medium in a it's, highly like a very unique way plus you know good sounds come out and good visuals come out <laughs> like that seems like a unique combo oh sh oh shucks guys like you know <laughs> like this is like kind of overwhelming for me but I mean I would say what I do want to say is that uh like I think that um it's really great what's happening is that you know like there's this there's a there's a spotlight that's being shone on on generative mm -hmm. art right yeah, yeah. Um, yes but but i also want people to uh uh like and, and so it might be new for a lot of people right yep. mm -hmm. but right. but people should also probably look into um uh like the history of this and like when i like uh amongst like people that code and do computer graphics and and things like mm -hmm. that like this is this is things they do for fun like yes, you know totally. like yeah. all the time right and so if yep. you if you look at if you if you if you look back like it's uh it, it a lot of this is new for a lot of people but it's also like really old hat for many people mm -hmm. and there's lots mm -hmm. there's lot there's a huge culture of 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 people that make small programs that output um like interesting like art type oh, things. totally so especially the i forget the name but it, the is it well, the, I, the hack I, would scene. I would call it the, the demo. The, scene. I would call it the demo scene. That's right. Yes. Right. And so, yeah, the demo scene. Yeah, like the demo. The demo scene is like, uh, uh, um, is tightly integrated with with yeah. uh, with that type of thing, and it's like a, it's like this competitive. Um, you know, you mm -hmm. try to make it like, and um, there's a good documentary about it. Maybe we can link it or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah. that talks that talks about that. Someone made a little documentary about it a few years back, and and it goes over uh, like some. Yeah, it, it tells the story of that. Um, mm -hmm. And then just also the history of, of computer graphics research, right? Um, a lot yeah. of the generative art, I don't know much about 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 the art history part of it. Like my, mac yeah. my background mm -hmm. is not fine art. I, I know a little bit of art history, but not a lot. But uh, a lot of the narrative has been around that. But I think that if you look in the science and, and uh, technology research, like um, people didn't position themselves as, as fine artists. Mm -hmm. um, but but I mean if you but if it's generative art like like systems that create like <laughs> like sound or or whatever uh, or like visuals and stuff or animation and things like that you can call it already car design or whatever it is but mm -hmm. there's a lot mm -hmm. of that that's happened sure. right like yeah. somebody somebody built these tools like you know yeah. like Houdini totally. and Maya and like all these so all these these are like the three right. D animation stuff or like where did that come from right yeah. like mm -hmm. I know the people that 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 have developed that software. Right. Yeah. Like this is this. It came from the computer graphics research. Um, totally. So. So the skills themselves, definitely uh, old hat and, you know, acquirable. Right. Like anyone could learn these things if they're, you know, they want to get into graphics. They can learn graphics. Is that the is that the vibe? It's like I, totally. Yeah. I think that like, I mean, uh, yes, there, uh, there, there's many people that that do that make creative things with code like beyond just mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the ones that we think of as like the like generative art in some totally. sense right and there's just like it's just that it's never really there it's never really been thought of specifically that way right. totally and that's yeah, changing scene, i mean and that yeah. thanks thanks to actually i feel like yes probably in some ways because people are making a living at it now right. that almost like changes that feels it, like the know, unlock is you can make a living as an artist now is that does that feel true um i i mean uh well at this moment yes i like i mean i don't i don't <laughs> right, know right, right, i right. don't know what will happen like in the future right yeah. sure um sure sure so uh that's a very familiar feeling also <laughs> yeah <laughs>
Uh, yeah. I, I, I want to. So before we get into like Def Beef as a project specifically, and I want to, mm-hmm. I want to dig into that. Um, I, I'm curious hearing you talk about um, the sort of history and stuff. Are there, are there specific um, in the way that you were sort of trying to. Um, Try to ape Zappa back in the day. Are there are there um, you know people who you could point to? Who you say this is someone who I was really influenced by in this space? Oh, um, I don't know. Um, let me think. I mean, I could I, like I could name I could name computer graphics researchers, right? Mm-hmm. That, mm. that um, but like in terms of, of, of generative artists that I've been mm-hmm. that I've been influenced by, like I mean I'm sure I've been influenced by like a, like the the total sum of like all this stuff that I've seen oh, like totally. browsing the web like you know mm-hmm. over the past 25 years. But there's not like one or two like 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 gals or guys who you're like oh this was the person that I was watching what they're doing because I have to say uh, you know not to not to toot your horn any more than we already have I know it's probably making you uncomfortable I can imagine. Def beef giving rise to honestly like to people who are you know are watching what you're doing and and you know and and setting off to try to you know start their own thing there but i but it sounds like there wasn't necessarily um anyone sp- specific like that for you because you're it sounds like your inspirations like i was sort of saying before came from a, a just a, such a wide variety of places and all happened to sort of coalesce around this one type of uh, uh, expression. Like, yeah, expression. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if there's, if there's like any specific one. But what I would like to do is like, it, it, like when I can find time, because it's been such a like kind of hurricane or whatever. But I'm gonna write. I, I want to write more, and I want to write yeah. down. You know what I mean? Like, it, I'd be fascinated to read that. Yeah. Yeah, and just For like, sure. and 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 yeah, and like point to like all these different you know uh like experiences that i've had and and uh and like look at this and like look at that because there's interesting stuff all around um so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think i could point i could i could i could i don't think i could come up with like uh like a like one or two like off the top of my head right now but i would like to write about it at some point totally um okay so let's so let's dig in so so you you know uh february or january or something you're you know, you're already uh, uh, like six months or whatever into this project. Had you called it Deaf Beef by then, or or because you have the Instagram, right? And so yes. you were already Deaf Beef. Yes, and not not that too long before. Like what happened yeah. was, is I was writing. I started the project in May, and it was just me, like just yeah. writing stuff. I wasn't sharing it with anyone. And yeah. then I think in August, then I started the Instagram account only because. Mm-hmm. Um, I started seeing that's like oh like people were posting modular synth stuff on Instagram uh-huh. right because I didn't know where I could reasonably put this like SoundCloud like or <laughs> yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah. but no one no, ever finds it right no SoundCloud right. yeah right. No, nobody finds it so it's like oh right. okay all right well there seems to be a community of modular synth people on Instagram and so they might be interested in some of the things that I'm doing I'm noticing that my friend Mike Regnetta follows you on on uh on Instagram. Just, oh, okay. Uh, 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 as an aside, he's a he's a friend of mine from college who's very into this kind of modular synth stuff, and um, so it makes perfect sense. Well, there anyway, you go. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were posting on. So you're posting on Instagram. I'm yeah, looking at just it for modular right synth things. Yeah, yeah. so I was, yeah. I was posting on Instagram, and then um, uh, I realized that um, well, this is kind of an interesting insight, but the like i was just doing sound it was supposed to be only sound like that's what i wanted the project to be but you can't post just sound right you have to have Mm -hmm. an image at least Mm -hmm. right yep and so i just took like a picture of the computer screen you know what i mean like showing like the the code in the terminal i'm looking at this you can go you can go back and you can see how it started right yeah um and so uh and i don't know people thought that was kind of unique right like they're like oh that's neat um and uh, That's cool. They liked the idea of that that it was code, right? And so I went mm-hmm. with that. Um, and then I realized that, like, yeah, like you can't just have sound. Like you can, but it's going to be so hard. Where the social media is just dominated visually, and mm-hmm. in a way, like it 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 uh, it inv- it influenced how I worked, mm-hmm. um, which is funny, right? Like this mm-hmm. feedback loop of like, okay, well, you have this aspect ratio on Instagram, and that you have a <laughs> limit. You have a limit of whatever it is, sixty seconds, seconds to put your right. video. Right? right, so that that influenced the way that I that I was working, 
right? That's so for funny. better or worse, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. Um, and so I mean, through constraints, yeah, yeah. So it was later on that I thought, okay, well, I mean, you know, maybe maybe I should add like some interesting like visuals. And instead, instead of of uh, of just taking visuals and taking sound and just putting them over top of each other. Um, like if I'm writing the code to do it, why not make them tightly <laughs> intertwined? Why not have mm -hmm. the same parameters that are influencing like some sound process, um, like also influence, uh, a motion in animation? Because if you have, if you have that happening, it can be, uh, it can, it can kind of give it like a feel, some type of vibe that is, that is more than just the sum of those two things like on their own. Um, and, and so I, I started integrating, uh, um, visuals and kind of uh, uh, going back to uh, I've always liked ASCII and terminal graphics mm -hmm. and things like that so kind mm -hmm. of incorporated that um, uh, incorporated some uh, uh, some experiences that I've had in the work that I did in computer graphics and and um, and and went with that so that's kind of how it it, it built up um, I didn't I didn't I didn't adopt the deaf beef uh, thing until I think it was right before Christmas or maybe shortly after but I was planning I was like okay all right I'm going to start branching out into other social media parts and stuff mm -hmm. I'm going to set up a band camp right mm -hmm. and so I'm going to brand myself and uh you know like maybe I'll make a record or something like that right and so that that was what I was preparing for that's why I had all my ducks in a row with 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 the brand and the name and uh um and and that so um that was all before i i learned about learned learned about ethereum so yeah yeah and that that's how that kind of came to be so so then you learn so then you learn about ethereum yes and and i'm i'm I, as you're talking about this, this is sort of fun i encourage you if you're listening to this to while we're talking about the instagram to go back and look at it it's just fascinating to see your pro you, you can really see your progress and your and you grow and into what we know you as now. It's it's very interesting, actually. So I highly encourage people to do that while they're listening. Um, so 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 then you you discover, you know, or rediscover really what you can do with Ethereum, and you realize that what you're writing is small enough that it can actually all be on chain. So, I mean, do you at this point do you teach yourself Solidity? What what did you do next? Right. Um and so, uh, uh, um, like, so I learned about Artblocks, and shout out to Artblocks because Artblocks is doing Amazing. phenomenal stuff, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, like the whole platform, like they get yeah. all the credit, right? Um, and so, as part of Absolutely. their, I was part of yeah. their Discord community, and just like you know, thinking about these things because we're talking about like permanence and stuff, and like you know, um, storing code on the blockchain. And I was, I w obviously like I wanted to be in line at Artblocks, right? But the wait list was so long. Right, because by this point, yeah, yeah, every yeah. Uh, there's so many talented artists that were that were next and like you know in the queue. And yeah, we spoke to him in like when did we speak to him, Matt? Like maybe a month or so ago. No, it was longer. Two long months ago. <laughs> yeah, two oh, months. Man. And and he Time told us wild. that he was like, yeah, he's like mm -hmm. the the wait list is just like a mile long. Yes, yeah. yes, and it makes sense, right? Oh, totally, of course. Um, and so. And 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 my like the way that I do things was a little bit different too. Like Artblocks, they're storing. They use JavaScript and and yep. uh, it's interactive, which is great, right? Like mm -hmm. there's yep. like there's different pros and cons. There's trade-offs between them, and um uh and I thought that okay, well maybe there's some way I can just work with the way that I've already been working with with C mm -hmm. code. Um and so at this point I still didn't know anything about uh, Ethereum. So yes, I in the span of you know. A short period of time uh, I learned about solidity and uh, I'd already had a background in web development so that helped um, mm -hmm. but like learning about how ethereum worked and how to program it yes that was that was kind of a deep dive mm -hmm. um, I can imagine yeah and I almost uh, uh, I almost talked myself out of it right like you know <laughs> I was like oh this is this would be a really cool thing to do but you know, like we don't have any time. Like the kids are home from school, you know, yep. and we're both working and things. You know what? Yeah, it's too much. Like I won't do it. But I couldn't. I just couldn't let it go, right? Was, so like, <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know, right? It's like, yeah, that's how you know. I had to. I had to do it, right? So yeah. somehow managed to cram that in, and I can't like to the, like I can't even remember like that that period. <laughs> it's a blur. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I can't yeah. remember that period. Right? Oh yeah. 
and uh yeah. and just like because it's overwhelming when you first like learn about crypto right like there's so many different things oh there's so much right and it's yeah. like okay well how do how do we even do the most basic thing right and so i went to first principles and you know like uh um you know uh try to run a node locally you know what i mean and like how do i submit transactions right and try to get like just a very basic understanding of everything um uh anyways yeah so it was it was it was it was a rush <laughs> so so talk to me talk to us a little bit about like um getting your fir the, the first drop was it the synth poems was that the very first thing or was there something before that that was that was the first thing yep yeah yeah so I'm so, also interested in like the process of like, okay, we're going to do series and then yeah, like, exactly. how do you think about, um, because I've noticed there's like within each series or rather in each series, it feels like you push in a certain direction and you change something and it works with the medium really well. Like what calls out to me is like the latest series four and with the dashboard and we can go into that. Um, but I feel like that pokes at that that immutability and like, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Collaborativeness of and generative then, art. And there was, was it two or three? That was the degeneration one. Like each. Yes. Each, the transfers. Yeah, each time the, it seems like you're, you're poking at a different thing. Yeah. Which I want to know a lot more about the yeah, uh, like yeah, artistic about the, process. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So what, um, what I did was, yeah, since synth poems was the first one. Right. And I always mm -hmm. imagined that there would be a collection. Right. Um, because okay, cool. sort of like if you look at the way that I've been doing things on Instagram, uh, you know, like you're kind of curating something, right? Like you yeah. have a collection mm. of things. It's not just one thing. Um, uh, it's a collection of things. And this is interesting. Sorry, you go can ahead. see it. And again, and again, if you're looking at your Instagram, I almost feel like and I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't know you had an Instagram. So looking at it, I'm like, oh, you can actually get a sense of maybe like what a possible future death beef <laughs> thing is going to be because uh, you can see some things on the Instagram that you haven't done yet that's in correct. your yeah. <laughs> yeah which I love which is super which is like it's but it's exactly what you're saying it's super that's just fascinating anyway go ahead sorry I interrupted yeah you. no problem um um so yeah I always imagined that it would be like a series right and and I would just sort of you know my ongoing work I would I would do this right because that's what I was doing before um, yeah. You know, you make one generative model and you it's fun and you have some outputs and stuff and then you show that and then you want to you want to move on and do another one. Right. Um, and that's the way I was working. And so I also wanted to sort of just continue that that way of working. Um, so I, I, I made the contract, the smart contract written in Solidity to kind of accommodate that. Right. Mm -hmm. To have uh, to have these these series. Multiple. That, yes. Yeah. So it is all one contract as it stands right now that's cool. it's one contract to handle those series um and when when i wrote the contract i i put in i put in extra stuff like the ability to do extra stuff that i knew uh -huh. that i would eventually get to right ah, so yeah. not knowing exactly what it would be but uh -huh. uh, but like just from a technical point of view um i i put uh, i wanted to have parameters right um, mm -hmm. and have the mm -hmm. ability for those parameters to be changed and that they would influence the the, the generative model. Um, and so that was there. Um, and then as uh, the first f uh, couple of series didn't take advantage of that, um, but then the third one did, and then the fourth one also did um, uh, to use that programmable aspect. Uh, so it was something that I had foresight for, um, but only began to wow. explore in the past two series. Very cool. Um, so, and then I guess, yeah, maybe take us through the, the thought processes behind the, the, the last two series, the degradation, you know, take us through the degradation part specifically. Sure. Where did that, where did that start? And at, what, what inspired it? Where did it come from? Well, um, and so, um, I wanted to, I wanted to, investigate like you know some form of programmable media right like in terms mm -hmm. of you know like some output that can change in response to some you know some event or some outside yeah. thing right because when yeah. you think about generative models like that's that the generative art that's what it is you have a system yep. you have inputs and you have outputs right and like you know th this is a very common paradigm like in 
in uh, in in like electrical engineering and things like that. If you think about modular sense, it's kind of the same thing. You have inputs mm, and totally. you have outputs, right? And you wiggle an input, and the output changes. <laughs> right. um, and so and and uh, so I wanted I wanted to do something that takes advantage of that because that's something that this new medium offers, right? Um, that you know, like if you have a digital artwork, why does it have to just be a static painting, right? Like or yep. or a static yeah. image? It can be that that's valid, right? But it also gives the opportunity to do something uh, that that responds in this way. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, uh, like I'll be honest, like the the idea the the idea that um, for 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 it to degrade, um, like yeah. it's not it, like I mean that's not that's not a new idea. Right. Sure. Sure. You know, like there's there, uh, it, that didn't like, you know, pop out of the blue. Like there's many people that have had that idea and, and people have told me now in the crypto space that, you know, when people have been talking like, you know, six months ago and stuff about the possibilities of what we can do with NFTs, um, like, mm -hmm. yeah, like many people have, have postulated this idea. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. And Digital so native uh, patina. Yes. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, the themes surrounding it, like when we're, we're when we're talking about, um, you know, the, the idea that of storing generative uh, uh, code that uh, for generative art on chain, it's kind of this 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 theme of like permanency, right? Like you imagine that, oh, a thousand years in the future that it will still be there on on the holy Ethereum blockchain, you know, and, <laughs> and the archaeologists, digital archaeologists can go and get it and huh. still still have yeah. the output. Meanwhile, all the other art will be lost to the you know Sands the abyss the abyss of yeah. ipfs or or you know <laughs> rug pulls from servers or like whatever you know what i mean and so there's like this kind of like you know uh uh hardcore vision that it's like really super permanent um and so it kind of plays with that theme um uh and like you know about like digital digital things being you know exact and you know you have a copy of it and it's the same if you make a copy it's exactly the same and so it's kind of playing with those themes and then also mm -hmm. about ownership, right? Um, you know, that uh, like NFTs are about uh, like having, you know, a record of ownership on a public ledger, distributed ledger. And I thought it'd be an interesting mechanic to see, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, there's this whole kind of uh, economic part of it where people trade and flip and sell and stuff like that. What if, what if there was some type of either incentive or disincentive somehow to do that right and that when it gets mm -hmm, transferred mm -hmm. that that it that it changes um and like artificially degrades because it doesn't actually degrade the code that mm -hmm. that can output uh the that and that sound and animation is still there it can't be changed it's mm -hmm. it can't i i can't change it right you can't change mm -hmm. it it's on the ethereum blockchain so um all you can do is you just put in a different parameter so if you want to re reconstruct the way that it looked at the beginning, you can still do that, right? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a convention that um, the 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 counter in the smart contract that tells you how many times it's been transferred um, serves as an input to this model to right. make it look like it's degraded. Right. Yeah, and that's the canonical like representation, right? It's it's just uh, by virtue of the sort of like shelling point mechanic consensus is truth like then this is what this thing looks like right looks like right it's kind of just yes it's it's kind of like a like a yeah it's socially determined that this is right. what it is and and really like you know it uh if the, if you wanted to display this like people are interested in knowing what did it look like before right mm -hmm. or even what will it look mm -hmm. like in the future right yeah and it's still possible to do that it's not that it's actually wasting away and uh um but the idea that it is wasting away is something that seems to be um, uh, really important. Like uh, it struck a nerve uh, even emotionally with, with many people that I've talked to. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. It's like playing, it's, it's like playing with a concept. Yes. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is so much of what happens in this mm -hmm. space and art in general, frankly. Yeah. Um, Okay, so 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 now take us through the dashboard part that 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 that, that Matt and yeah. I have, have had a chance to to enjoy and play with, and like I said to you on Discord, like you know, genuinely just fun to 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 mess around with, and and uh, and you know, as someone who can't code and uh, and and it's literally maybe the polar opposite of the way that I think about mu music um, ever. 
it's just so fun uh, to to jump in in that way and and experience it like that. Sure, yeah, I could talk about that. So that's the series four, and it's a uh, mm-hmm. glitch box. It's like a, um, I I think of it as kind of like a like a little cell, like modular synthesizer, right? Right. Because anybody that's played with with uh, music technology like kind of understands this paradigm, right? You get you get your your synthesizer, and then and and then you you sit for hours twiddling knobs and listening <laughs> to how it changes things. Um, and uh, it's a fun process, and in fact, it's it, it kind of um, it's kind of the same thing as as writing code that you know for generative art. What's the motivation behind it? Why do people do, why did people do it for so long if they weren't earning money from it? Right? They do it because it's fun. It's really really fun. It's an exploratory uh, process. It's really motivating to try something out and not know what it's going to do. And then push the button and hear the result, and that—that's like a there's there's a huge reward there, um, and I think that it's just like a, a, um, there's some there's there's some kind of maybe biological reason for it because you know you want it there, well, it's intrinsically motivating to explore because you want to find new things, find new resources, you know, or or whatever. Um, sorry, you get a little you get like a little dopamine hit yes. every every time every time you know you do it. And it's like you get something cool, and you're like, you're like something goes off in your brain. You're like, oh, that feels good. Absolutely, and and you find a connection. You f- you figure out something, right? Like you discover that okay, oh, I make this change, and this change happens. And then maybe it's something it's unexpected. It's like, oh, how did that work? And then you start exploring something else mm. that's related to it. So it's uh, um, uh, it it that's to me th- that's what makes it interesting, fun process, and uh, it. it you know, it's the same reason people play with modular synths. It's the same people reason people um, write creative code. Um, uh, it's the same reason that people do science. It, and probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't mm-hmm. speak for every mm-hmm. artist, but I mean, mm-hmm. there's, I'm sure, like, just traditional art, like, um, you, much of it is an exploratory process. You don't know where you're going to end totally. up. You start, you start somewhere and you make decisions, and it, and it takes you down that path, and you end up with something that you discovered rather than that you, you know, uh, created in a light bulb moment um mm-hmm. so so ser- yeah so this 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 uh this series was to expand on 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 uh kind of what's possible with with uh with programmable media and it seemed like a natural um kind of thing for it um in in the context of of sound and uh and visuals it's funny hear, hearing you say talk about that because in, in some ways actually I'm totally wrong in that it's opposite of how I operate. Um, the like the, what feels different is is operating by punching in numbers versus what mm. I, you know what I normally do, which is like strum instruments or you know make up words or whatever. But actually, w- you're absolutely right in that in that you know I, I almost never. Like the way I operate is so from my gut and I almost never have any idea like how I actually want something to sound. It's only once like I've started doing it that I sort of figure it out. Um, and so in that yeah, way, the box is the instrument. Yeah. The box is the instrument. And yeah. you're figuring out how it works and, you know, trying input, seeing output and adjusting and creating that cycle within yourself. In some ways that's almost exactly how I work. So that's, actually very interesting it, to hear it's, it's to hear it framed that way it's really interesting too like what you mentioned that uh like um like even if you don't know like much about coding or even if you don't know much about like you know like like uh the technicals or like the like yeah. music of music right the yeah. this is kind of what it is it's an iterative process where right. you you roll the dice and then you select Right. Like as a human, you can still like part of it is is just knowing what you like. Right. So if you right. see or hear something that you like, you're like, OK, all right, that's what I choose. Right. <laughs> and and that's 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 fine. That's that's a valid way of working. And uh, and it's a fun way of working. And and then you 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 change more parameters. Maybe that leads you to changing parameters to tiny, kind of take it in that direction. So even if you don't know exactly how uh, it's doing that, um, that's OK. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and, and all the time, like I was mentioning before, like uh, all generative artists will tell you that in their process, a lot of times they don't know what it is that they're doing <laughs> that's, that's, that's making the output right away. 
The first right. time they might not know. Then they have to go back yeah. and learn it to see what they did that, yeah. that made that. And it's like, okay, wait, I better not fix that bug that I that I have in my code because it's making it look really cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's it in some ways it's not that much different. Um, these days, are you? What's the ratio of time that you're able to devote? You know, are you still doing the blacksmith thing? Like, what? Wh how? How? How have your days changed? I'm curious. Um, my days uh, have not changed. Uh, well, I sleep less. <laughs> That's kind of what <laughs> to pack to pack it all oh, no. in, right? Oh no! But but uh, yeah. uh, uh, for now, like it's fine, right? I'm I'm sure that like things will sort of even out, like you know, uh, they have to, right? In one way or the other, who yeah. knows how it will happen? But like things are going <laughs> to even out. Um, and so uh, yeah, I've, I've I've I'm making less rings, but I'm still making them. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the kids are still at home and we're both still working. <laughs> so it's not, it's sort of, it's, it's the same as before. Um, it's just that, yeah, there's this kind of crazy stuff like happening, um, in the space right now. And so just going with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You gotta, gotta ride, gotta yes. ride it to ride this wave as long as it goes. Well, Cause you don't know, as I'm sure, you know, you don't know how long, how long we have. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if, if, but, but I've often, also yes. felt that it's like oh man if like if everything just like you know yeah. like petered out tomorrow it would be kind of a relief in a way because <laughs> yeah. th you know then i can go back to just working as it was and that's fine yeah. right because yeah. you know uh uh like it, it's uh, part parts of it seem pretty unbelievable um totally <laughs> um no totally and i mean I, I i've been saying lately like you know um i mean matt and i both lived through the last crash basically in the last crypto winter and I, I've been thinking recently, like I, I would, I, you know, I'm on the schedule of like releasing my song a day years at a time. And uh, even if it crashed, you know, dramatically, like I think I would still actually keep going with it um, just because it's fun, you know, just just because the community is fun. And and you you seem to have developed this amazing community around Def Beef on Discord and people are just so excited to, to, to keep following it. And I, and I don't, I don't think like regardless of what's going to happen in the wider NFT ecosystem or in ETH in general, I don't think that's going away. You know what I mean? I don't think that's going for away. sure. And, and, yeah. uh, and to be clear, like, honestly, the best part of this has been just meeting yes. all these interesting, creative, like, uh, people and, Absolutely. and like it, like I was, I've been, I was floored. Like I came into this kind of skeptical, right? And I was like, oh, what's going on here, right? Like you know, uh, people selling things for like large sums of money, and yeah. uh, and like what what is this, right? But yeah, like the I, I came for that, but then I stayed for the community kind of thing, right? And yeah, and uh, and and yeah, that that's never that's not going to go away. I would I would I would never give that up, like remember that a few months ago like i was doing this basically in isolation yeah. right like yeah. literally like in isolation yeah. right yeah. i um like i haven't done like like outside of communicating a bit on instagram um like that that was it and and uh and now there's a network of 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 people and you know all these connections and interactions and uh that's really what people like that's really what artists want right like they, they want to have interaction about their work. They want to talk about it. They want to talk about other people's work. They want, you know, like that's, that's really, that's, it. that's the driving thing. So I, like, uh, more than anything, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just so pleased and overwhelmed about that part of it. That's, yeah. That's beautiful. But the I real mean, all time high were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's really true though. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's, no, that's, absolutely that's, that's my, that's my story. That's Matt's story. That's everybody's and story in this. Space absolutely. Is, is, the medium is novel and like is here to stay, right? Like the, the medium of generative art on the blockchain, the sense of digital scarcity applied to like a, a literally infinite possibility, you know, infinite possibilities of generations. Like, this tech is here to stay and it's hard to know like what happens next, but like, it feels like a novel, uh, thing that, you know, isn't going to disappear. No, no. And then, yeah. and then you find, you find that the people who are excited about it in the same way as you are, are kindred spirits in some way, you know, the people mm, who certainly. are excited by this space, they just happen to be, you know, great people. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, and I'm like, I'm really like, I'm just like really looking forward to, uh, especially in the music space, like how people are going to that, like different, different things that are enabled by this, right? Like kind of new, new things like, uh, um, uh, like just looking around and all the, all the wild and crazy ideas of, about like music distribution and programmable media and so and, and others and like AI, you know, like and uh, and how this is all factoring in. So it's really it's 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 neat to be here at this time and to watch it all happen. Mm. Um, Matt, I was thinking about we'll wrap it up. Do you have any specific questions before we? Um, I think I asked the questions I wanted to know. Um, I'm. I have like a I have like a selfish question that I want to ask. I, I'm curious. <laughs> I had this I had this idea. I had this idea the other day, laying in bed, that like, um, is there a way to do? Okay, let me just ask you this. Like in in your kind of uh, uh, way that you work, is there a way to do like very simple rudimentary like speech synthesis oh yes okay yeah so we we talked i think we might have had like a little oh. like a, a convo on twitter about this or something yeah briefly but, yeah briefly yeah. briefly so um the reason that the programs that i uh, can that i make can be stored on on the blockchain is because they're small yeah. right they're tiny they're tiny so yeah. it's not pre-recorded audio Right, it synthesizes the audio, and if you yeah. you can have code that synthesizes audio, and it can be much smaller than the actual right. recording, right? And so you can right. do that mm. for many things, right? Synthesis of of sound um, uh, is like a huge area. There's tons of like research in it, and and speech synthesis in particular um, is a is a is a is a like a, a long running. Uh, a yeah. theme, right? Like Bell Labs right. in the '60s, Max Matthews right. and stuff. Right, it goes way back. That's sort of what I was thinking. Of right, yeah. yeah. Like uh, if you go and listen to the, you know, uh, the Daisy song. That's the the famous one by Max Matthews that that right. he did while he was goofing off at Bell Labs, right? While he was supposed right. to be, you know, doing serious research. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, but beautiful, right? And so yes, you can you can you can write code that will uh, that will synthesize sound um, if it's a small program. Um, and and just synthesizes it completely rather than you know concatenates together like you know syllables that are pre-recorded. Then it's going to no, be yeah. it's going to be kind of you know computerized type of voice that you're used to yes. hearing, right? Yeah. And so and but you can do it, right? Um, it won't sound natural, all right? Um, right. Uh, yet, right? Um, there's lots of research about how to make it sound natural, but many of those things use a data set. Right, they use uh -huh, they, they uh -huh, use pre yeah. pieces of pre-recorded audio. Right, right, and so you, right, and that, and that and that wouldn't work. You can't at you all. can't yeah. store it on chain. But if no, you relax I, if you relax the that a little bit, then uh, um, then you know there's other you know there's other technologies that like Arweave and stuff that are you know uh, might give you some kind of reassurance yeah. that I mean, your pre-recorded yeah. audio is stored. No, that I'm most I'm most interested in in seeing you know in like the actual just like real synthesized right. speech like like the Bell Labs type stuff like the I mean I think of like the I think like my I think when I was little didn't my wasn't my Mac able to do it Oh sure was that absolutely was there was a moose was there was a moose on the Mac I don't know if you remember this but I had a Mac Plus and there was something yeah. called there was this little talking moose that appeared moose yeah. appeared in the corner. And uh, would say like right. so, like funny like you know sayings and expressions. And that was purely synthesized, wasn't yes. it? I mean, that wasn't. That's right, and it was part of the operating system actually. Part of the operating yeah. system, right? Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, like, uh, the moose thing was just someone something that somebody made. But yes, yeah, there, that that's interesting. You bring that up. That was a formative experience as well. Oh, the, me the, the too. The talking oh, yeah. moose I, is amazing. How can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember the. I don't. I just remember my Mac talking and being you know being little and thinking it was like the funniest thing. And you like, type funny things and then yeah. Read exactly it, you know? exactly exactly yeah yeah so yeah it would yeah. be it would be great to, like to have uh uh to do some type of on-chain synthesis of speech i think that would be awesome it would end up being probably funny right like that would kind yes. of be oh yeah totally no it's it's not yeah not meant to be yeah or glitchy or something or robotic like right. you know like dope. i'm super into that idea yeah <laughs> I, I i love that idea um um yeah, man. Uh, do you, do you want to talk just like to, to wrap up here? Do you want to talk a little bit about like, uh, 
what you're thinking, like what's next for you. Like, I don't know if you want to tell us about the next series, if you're in, if you want to reveal that yet or, oh. you know, or, or just anything coming in the future. Well, I haven't, I haven't started working on it yet, to be honest. Oh, right? nice. <laughs> so I have nice. like, I have lots of ideas, right? Like yeah. I have no shortage of ideas, but it's just, it's really just the time constraint and it's like, okay, well, right. what should I prioritize? Right. And like what comes next? Because like, yeah, it's wide open. Like the, the, the space is wide open right now. There's so many uh, things that so could be many. done. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know, um, at this point. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, so I'll ask you this, uh, is there a, a, a project in the space, um, that it just any, any other project that you've seen? Um, I know you've mentioned art blocks a bunch, which of, of course we're, we're all, uh, huge fans of that, that, uh, that has just made you stop in your tracks and say, whoa, like that's, that's a thing that's that's just really impressed me or, or that's blown your mind? Um, let me think. Well, I could maybe maybe say a few, right? Um, and yeah. so I think that the stuff at Async Art is really awesome, right? Yep. Like the, the music stuff that they're doing with stems, um, I think is fantastic, right? And, uh, and yeah. I'm, 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 really, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Like they did, and like with Betty's Notebook, like the production on so that. So amazing. The production on that is amazing, right? Like, yeah, uh, like so, some serious, serious like music production behind the scenes, like for like a while, like years, I think. Oh yeah, it took him year. Yeah, I've I've been talking to him behind the scenes. Yeah, it was like years and years and years of work. Yeah. Yeah. So the, like I mean like that that type of stuff and like using you know the medium to its full effect, like to its full uh, potential. Uh, like uh, I'm I'm really interested in in uh, in how that works out, right? And like um uh like I'm excited to see what people do with programmable media on like also like the um uh like like L2 chains and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, like, it hasn't happened yet, but it, but it, but it will, you know, like, uh, to have like more interoperable parts that can all interact without, you know, like high gas fees and stuff will open up like more and more possibilities. Um, oh my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I haven't, I, like, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any specific example yet, but like, that's where it's going. And I, and like, I hope that, I hope that someone does it, you know, um, it won't be me. I don't have the, t- like my time constraints <laughs> are just too large. Uh, but yeah. like, it's like, yeah, go and do it. You know what I mean? Like the, it's all available, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's blue sky right now. We're so early. Yeah, yeah. Like go and do it We're just for so, fun, right? Like yeah. <laughs> um. Well, dude, thanks so much for for joining us. Uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm really. Are you? Where are you? Are you in? Are you in Toronto yes. now? Yeah, I'm in Toronto. Still? Yeah. Great. There's such a such a strong nft ethereum canadian it seems to be yes like like very (laughs) so many people come from up there uh, you know uh, it's this not an accident there's something going (laughs) on something in the water right something (laughs) in the air in the water up there for sure thanks yeah thanks again man thanks for coming i thank you so much for having me on the show it's really great to talk to both you guys and uh and we will continue talking offline this is awesome thank you yeah definitely Definitely. we we'd love to have you back sometime as well um thank you so much for listening this has been another episode of digitally rare uh you can find me on twitter at song a day man matt is matt g condon please send us questions comments concerns record yourself asking a question we'd love to hear it uh def beef uh you are at def beef underscore is that right um, or is it just on Twitter? Oh, for Twitter, yeah, I think it's underscore Deaf Beef. Underscore mm-hmm. Deaf Beef. Yeah. And uh, if you can't find it, to... just go to www.deafbeef.com. Deafbeef.com. Nice. I told myself I wasn't going to ask you where Deaf Beef. Oh, came I can from. tell you that if you. If All you right. Have time. Is, where, I'm curious. Yeah, tell us where Deaf Beef came. Okay, so uh, bef- uh, when when I was thinking about how to, you know, like what name to adopt and stuff. Um, yeah. I wanted it to be, I'm doing this like ASCII terminal type of stuff. I'm writing in C, right? Like there's, you, you do things in hexadecimal. Mm. This is a numbering system that, you know, well, people in crypto know it because they see it all the time, right? right. The prefix zero X, right? Indicates uh-huh. in C language that the number you're about to type is a hexadecimal number. Um, so it can only have the characters from zero up to nine and then A, B, C, D, E, F, right? So 16 of them. Um, and so I wanted to have some type of name that is written in that, right? Um, uh-huh. And there's, the, you might have heard dead beef, D-E-A-D mm-hmm. beef. This is, uh, um, this is a common one um, that people know about. It, um, 
I guess there's something called hex speak, uh, where people make words out of these combinations of, of symbols. But dead beef has, uh, has history in that uh, programmers mm -hmm. would used to, um, in portions of their memory space that they, they wanted to indicate that you could not overwrite, they would mm. they would write they would initialize it with 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 that dead beef so <laughs> so when you did a hex mm -hmm. dump that means when when you're looking at like the the your program memory and stuff in a debugger when that you would have an indication right away it's like oh no i should not be writing to that memory because if you do that your program right. crashes right right and so mm -hmm. if you were to write to that memory then you would be dead meat right dead beef mm. okay so so there's there's and it happens to be expressible yes in those that's characters. right and so right. dead 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 beef is something that all programmers from a certain like uh uh generation Era. know they know yeah. they know about right. dead beef and dead beef if you look up <laughs> if you google dead beef you'll see lots of there's lots of people that have used dead beef as their cool hacker name and uh and mm -hmm. things like that so it's like well okay i can't do that um hmm what uh what else could i use and so i've played around with different combinations and deaf beef kind of made sense because it's sound based it's about music and stuff mm -hmm. so something yeah. relating yeah. to that um and then also i mean this is kind of like a very practical reason um but uh nobody had taken it yet right i still could register the domain <laughs> yeah. name right yeah and, get it and yeah. uh, if you google dead beef you would never find me right like if i had chosen right. dead right. beef you'd never find me but if you google deaf beef i'm pretty sure that like it, there's not too many other deaf beefs so I'll have to file yeah, for totally. a trademark very soon or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Jump on that. That's a way more interesting story than I even could have anticipated. I love that. Cool, that's, cool. that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, and yeah, if you if you go incognito and you search for Deaf Beef, uh, your OpenSea is the first thing that comes up, and your oh, website is the second. Right on. FYI. So that's some good right. SEO you got going on. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Uh, well, amazing. Thanks again. And, uh, Matt, you want to take us out with the, uh... can do, um, I gotta get a better intro for this, but get nifty. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get nifty.